Welcome back to Crossing Broadcast. I am Kyle Pagan. I switched it up. The, the vibes are bad. The juju was bad. I needed a different room. The sun's all in my eyes and shit. Hit that thumbs up for me. Uh, subscribe on the channel. Subscribe on the iTunes. Let's get right into it. We got a great show today. Let's bring in Kevin Kikade. Let's bring in Bob Wankel. Fellas, how are you today? Picking up right where the Phillies left off last night with a muted microphone and just kind of winging it today, huh? Yeah, definitely. And I don't know why, actually, it's not coming through my headphones. It's coming through my screen. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm, yeah, sure you, yeah. I'm sure you're really excited about that, Bob. It's like uh, we all just rolled out of bed today to put a, <laughs> put a show together. Yeah, yeah. Fellas. Nothing went right yesterday. There was fighting on social media. I don't know if you saw there was fighting in the Xfinity Live women's bathroom last night. Oh, man, fighting, we got to pull that up. Yeah, Fighting yeah. between friends. Is that the what discourse, happened? The discourse of Aaron Nola that might break up the best Flyers podcast in the city of Philadelphia. Oh, Bob, man. is all of this on Aaron Nola's shoulders? Is some of it on Aaron Nola's shoulders? How much of the blame does Aaron Nola get for last night? He gets some of it. I mean, listen... I know that a lot of people are like, well, he got no hit. So he could have thrown a, a, you know, eight inning. He could have gone eight innings, given up one run and they would have lost the game. You don't really know that. And I think anybody that knows baseball knows that if you pitch into the fifth, sixth, seventh inning there and it's a one run game, the bats are a lot different. The pressures on Houston's, uh, you know, pitching staff a little bit more different decisions get made. It changes the entire ebb and flow of the game. So you don't know how things are going to unfold. It's a lot easier to pitch with a five-run lead, although in this series it doesn't seem like it. It's a lot easier to pitch with a five-run lead than it is with a, a one-run lead or in a tie game. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Aaron Nola only gets 12 outs last night and kind of handicaps a bullpen before a bullpen game tonight in game five. The Phillies had an opportunity to drop the hammer last night. They didn't do it, and Aaron Nola's been bad for three straight starts now. At what point – did you know that Christian Javier was just on friggin' fire and there was nothing that the Phillies were going to be able to do against? I think for me, it was like probably the third, halfway through the third inning. Probably game three of the ALCS against the Yankees. <laughs> Before we even got to this game, you knew that, that something was up. I know that people want to look at last night and be like, well, that's their number four starter. How can this happen? I mean, if you go back to September 1st, the guy had allowed two earned runs in his last 35 innings. I mean, he's been that good. Um, and so for my money, you know, Christian Javier is probably the Astros best pitcher right now, most dominant pitcher right now. So it was always going to be a tough matchup. They were going to need their pitching staff to respond. They were going to need Aaron Noll to go toe to toe with Javier. And he didn't. And, uh, you know, I mean, Javier credit him was awesome last night. And so was that Astros bullpen. Can we put the ace questions or ace questions to bed? Can we do it? Can we finally do it with Aaron Nola? Can we can we stop with the whole like, hey, you know, if he really puts it together, you know, he's really good. But when he doesn't put it together, he's really bad. And he's just not an ace. I, I think it's okay to say that. I just think it's tough. Like, I think it's so tough to have this conversation. I get both sides of it, and it's so polarizing. There are so many people that feel like he is, and you look at the numbers, and he was good against teams with winning records this year. He pitched them into the postseason with a brilliant start against these same Astros, though they may not have been terribly motivated in that game. He was phenomenal against St. Louis in that clincher. He was awesome in that swing game, game three of the NLDS against Atlanta. So, like, you can't say that he's – not a big game pitcher. And if you look at some of the other guys around baseball, like Max Scherzer is a, is it a, is an ace, right? Well, like they didn't get out of the wild card round against the same Padres team that the Phillies beat. 
Jacob got booed off the field. Booed off the know, field. They, yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's tough. Like, I, I get it. I get the frustration with Nola. I feel the frustration with Nola. For three straight starts now, he hasn't delivered. And if you're a legit, bona fide, elite-level pitcher, you would expect your guy to come through at least once or twice in these spots. So I don't know. Is he is he an ace? Is he a 1A guy, premium elite? No, nah, maybe not. He's still a pretty damn good pitcher, though, when you size it all up. But last night was really disappointing, and fans have every right to feel disappointed in him right now. I appreciate you going to my philosophical crutch here uh, in your story that you wrote today about the observations from last night's game. I will actually read them verbatim for all of you. This is Big Bet Bob saying these words, not me. Number one, you can't write off or overlook three brilliant October starts that in order put the Phillies into the postseason, closed out the Cardinals, and swung the NLDS against the Braves. And those three starts, Nola worked a total of 19 and a third innings without yielding an earned run. By every measure, those starts qualify as big-time efforts in big spots. Number two, you can't write off or overlook three lackluster starts across the NLCS and World Series that saw him last just 13 total innings while allowing 14 earned runs, a 9.69 ERA. So here's the thing. If you're doing the take, like you, you could, I mean, you could, you could form a take that says they're not even in this position in the first place without Aaron Nola, you know? I mean, so to, to me, it's just on whatever individual fan, which way they want to look, you know, is did he, did he come up short in the world series? Yes. Did he play a huge role in getting you there in the first place? Yes. So which one do you prefer more than, more than the other, you know, like that's the question that the people are going to have to ask themselves. And I think the question really becomes like, we can sit here and argue about this. Is he an ace? What is he? Is he a two? Is he a three? We can do this. None of it really matters. What the Phillies have to do is ask themselves the same question though, because eventually they're going to have to decide, do they want to commit to him for five, six years? I mean, they have him under team control one more year and then going into 2024, are you treating Aaron Nola like a frontline guy? Or are you treating him like a mid rotation guy with a little bit of upside? One thing I'll tell you, like there's still three games to play. I know that everyone feels like the air went out of the balloon last night. We were on such a high this city after the way things played out Tuesday. It felt like, holy shit, you know, not only are the Phillies going to win the World Series, they might do it Thursday night. Like the, the Eagles might blow out the Texans by 30 points and we could be simultaneously celebrating a fucking World Series at the same time. This could be the greatest night in the history of Philadelphia. Yeah. And there's so much disappointment by how things played out because now you look ahead and you go, Jesus, you got Verlander, who's a Hall of Famer. I know he didn't throw the ball that well in game one. But he's going up against Noah Syndergaard, who's this team's like fifth best starting pitcher right now. That's not a favorable matchup. So you feel like, man, did we let this thing get away from us last night? And so I get the disappointment. I get the frustration. Um, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what goes down tonight. I mean, the Phillies cannot win the World Series without winning tonight. Put that on freezing cold takes in four days if it's no. Ready. That's no. That's a legit. No, it's it's not. Yeah, I mean, we do that. We do the joke tweet all the time. Like, is this a must win? Is this a can't lose? But yeah, I mean, because look, you're coming back, you know, with a day off, having to go back to Houston and, and facing Valdez again. Yeah, you know, and then if you get to Game Seven, you know, that extra day of rest gets them Javier again in Game Seven. It's it's so crazy, and it almost kind of plays to the way that this series is has gone so far. Like you haven't gotten anything out of Aaron Nola, you haven't gotten much out of Zach Wheeler. Yeah. And I look at the back end of the series, and I go, 
I'm more concerned, and I know this sounds crazy, and I guess it sounds a little bit takey, but I'm almost more concerned about a game six right now than I am about a potential game seven. I don't know where Zach Wheeler's at. You know, I see fatigue right now with Zach Wheeler. I see a team that seems to be very concerned and very cautious about how they want to deploy Zach Wheeler's last shot in this World Series. I, I saw Aaron Nola look very weathered and very fatigued last night. And I don't get the sense that the Astros are quite in the same spot. The way that they swung the bat against Framber Valdez in game two, I'm concerned about a game six matchup. If they get to seven, knowing that they have Ranger Suarez, how well he's pitched, how the moment doesn't seem to overwhelm him, and they have maybe Aaron Nola in a, in a piggyback spot if they needed him on short rest, I kind of like that matchup, especially against Lance McCullers. I don't think Lance McCullers is, is what people – think he is so I, I like the game seven matchup but game six scares me and that's why tonight i look at it and i go you have to have this you worried about the bats or is it kind of just like lesson baseball is the only sport where you can hit the most home runs in, in a postseason game world series game ever and then be no hit the next day yeah i mean i think kyle schwerber had it right last night he goes like cool we'll be part of history but i don't what get a shitty it. question yeah, I um, am really like for a guy that loves to talk, loves to hear himself talk. I, I, I am a guy that's pretty reserved when we get into the clubhouse, when we do the, the, the press conferences, not because I don't think I'm like worthy of asking a question, but I don't want to sound like that. And some of the questions that got asked last night were fucking outrageous. What do you expect him to say? I mean, honestly, in a way, I give the question credit because it produced the soundbite of the night despite the just the obvious stupidity of the question. No, there's a lot of shit that wasn't going to get answered anyway, even the night before. It's like all the stuff about yeah, tipping what, Bryce, what Bryce Harper said to Alec Bohm. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you got to ask that, you know, but yeah. you know that you're not getting anything off of it. And like you're in the middle of the series where they're not going to give away a lot of strategy or a lot of secrets. I don't know how many like one sentence or two sentence answers Rob Thompson has been given. It sounds like a Shane Steichen press conference or something. And when you else. meet with him every single day, yeah. you're like, you got to ask the same questions. And yeah. I get asking Kyle Schwarber last night, are you afraid of exactly what Kyle just asked? You know, are you afraid of that there's going to be a carryover? And then they give you their, you know, very vanilla, no, like we're going to flush it, turn the page on to the next one. I appreciate Schwarber's, you know, honesty and directness in the in the answer, but it was a, a question that what's he going to do with that? Now, no, Kyle, you don't even have time. You don't even have time because these these games are so quick and they're playing every day. You don't even have time to digest what just happened before you're on to the next thing. It's like when I was doing a pick a series like six or Celtics five years ago or four years ago or something. You have the day off. You go down to training. You get the coach again, and then you get the injury update, and then you have time to actually like look at the film do a couple breakdowns and stuff like that. So you have stuff that develops over the meantime. I mean, like you guys are right back at it less than 24 hours. If you just patched it up, it's like, what the hell are you supposed to ask these guys? Anyway, they're not going to give you anything. And you know what that looks like for us? We end the game and then we get home at like one o'clock yeah. and then we spend from 1 AM, go to sleep, wake up that morning. And then you spend 10 hours talking about the night before, right? For yeah. these guys, yeah. they get up, they're back, they're watching video, they're getting scouting reports. They're yeah. stretching. They're doing their pregame work, and then it's it's showtime. Like they don't have time to be like, "Oh man, we got no hit last night." Because that <laughs> have implications on us in Game Five. Like I they don't know. fucking think like that. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this. I'm fired up, Bob. Hey, how did uh, how the crowd feel last night? I know there were some people who were bitching a little bit about a little bit of families and stuff, a little bit of uh, maybe not that much juice. I kind of look at it this way, where it was like, listen, like I was at Game Three. How could you not be juiced up? They hit fucking five home runs. Bryce came out. 
first inning, hit a two run shot. Like it was right there. Um, so how, how do you think it was? Uh, how do you think it was compared to maybe game three or the past? Crowd, uh, crowd didn't help him last night, did it there, buddy? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I, 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 I just, the vibes are immaculate. They can't possibly lose at the bank. The crowd will will it so. No, so, listen, I'm just messing. I'm just because you're giving me a hard time the other day. I was, yeah, so I was giving, so I texted Bob probably like I, I was hammered on at game three. Um, I texted him like 12 30, 1 o'clock, and was just like, oh, so the crowd didn't have it, did they? And he said, relax, I reformed my take. Yeah. No, I mean, look, the crowd last night was fine. I got to tell you, though, I said to Anthony in like the first inning, they weren't down yet. Nothing had happened. Nothing had gone wrong. I think because you didn't have the pregame introductions the way that you did in game three, the game sort of just sort of it started. There wasn't the same energy last night and there wasn't the same energy in the first inning, even like it was noticeable. There was I don't know that you could maintain the level that the fans or the crowd brought in game three. I've never seen anything like that. I thought it was maybe one of the most relentlessly loud and like nasty atmospheres I've heard. Um, it just didn't have the same bite in game four. And then the Phillies gave the crowd absolutely nothing to respond to. So a good crowd, but it just wasn't like not a storyline, not one where you're like, how could the Astros possibly compete in this environment? Look like the uh, St. Louis Cardinals walking out in the eighth inning, though. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like that. It's a World Series game. You pay all that fucking money for the tickets. Stay for the nine innings. They're only down 5 nothing. They've come back in this series, game one, down 5 nothing. I know the bats weren't working. I know there was no contact there, but I hate, hate fucking seeing that. I would think that I would want to stay just because I spent, presumably, if I won the lottery, that's one thing, but because I, I paid $1,300 on a re- resale market, like I would want to just get my money's worth and stay. I don't really care about the seeing history thing. Like Of all the things that happened last night, the thing I care least about is the combined no-hitter. It was a combined no-hitter. Like They could have had two hits. They could have had no hits. It was game four of the World Series. They lost it. That's the headline story. I think what they have to do is they have to incentivize. They have to find a way to make it a, a mongrels only crowd. At least one of these one of these nights. Bob um, said three beer minimum on Tuesday. If you, yeah. if you can't drink three beers, you three can't beer drink. minimum. Or see, here's the thing: you can't do like a mongrels only thing because it's like reverse discrimination, <laughs> right? It's like so the rich lawyer can't buy it. He says, "What the fuck? I I got a million dollars here. I want to buy a ticket." No, it's mongrels only tonight. What you you have to like be clever to work around it. Like you can't sell tickets to anybody in Montco or Chesco or something like that. Like you have to geofence around Delco. Northeast and Delco only get tickets. Yeah, you got to get the Philly captain in here. Like you build the geofence and you block them if they're not in that like zip code or whatever. Or you like incentivize like uh, certain uh, types of of labor to get like cheaper tickets or stuff like that. Yeah, like a lottery for the rich dudes. EGM, EGM is right. So here's my thing. It's like because I saw some people do the takes about like well families and kids and shit like that. But I mean Tom Klein from Klein Inspector sitting behind home plate these last two games. Do you think he's really adding to the vibe? Do you think he's getting rowdy? Do you think he's it, hitting the, hitting the alcohol? It looks like a mausoleum behind <laughs> behind home plate. Yeah, I know. It's like I always wish that like it's funny because that's a shot you see all the time. And as soon as they show anything behind one of the dugouts or everybody's standing, you know, so it's such a like misrepresentation, not a not a misrepresentation, but it like shows the juxtaposition of like the diehard mongrels versus like the rich lawyer who's just doing it because he has the money. So rich people, yeah, rich people can't make noise. Is that is that basically? <laughs> I 100 percent agree. Rich people don't we make hate, noise. Yeah, we hate rich people. That's the the, the uh, <laughs> Kyle the Scott. We hate you. <laughs> Last night definitely had the vibe of like uh, 
we're going to get our rally towels and we're going to go down there and we're going to make lots of noise and, and give them hell. Like there wasn't like that, that real point, you know? Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I draw in, the geofence around the main line. No main liners allowed. I was in 107 on uh, on on Wednesday, and and it was wild. It was a lot of young kids, but younger, like 18, 19 year old, like sitting by the Yingling uh, standing room only area, and people were getting after it. Yeah. I don't think it's about money or or geography at all. And I know you guys don't either, really. I think this is a bit, but what I think right, really maybe, maybe. Is the correlation <laughs> between how much you otherwise hate your life. And, and then the ability to need sports to validate your existence. I think that that's really what it comes down to. Like, I need this win. I got to have it. If they don't win tonight, <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, that's, you need that desperation. That's what you got to bring out. That's, yeah, that's but those all. things probably run like concurrent or like parallel with one another. Like if you are a, one of the quote unquote mongrels, you probably have that feeling more so than Tom Klein, who's going to be at the Sixers game the next night. Anyway, I'm sorry to keep picking on Tom Klein. Here. He's the only <laughs> dude I recognize. I think David Dodge fell asleep last night again. Didn't he? So that was uh, fake news on my end, but you know yeah. what? It was too easy not to get it. Wait, so I was like, no, it. Link? Is that what you yeah. did? See, I don't know. I don't know if the lawyers are capable of being mongrel. I, I, I know. I, I know. I know a mongrel lawyer or two, one that is, is not worried about getting a little bent up out of shape and, and, yeah. and yeah. starting some shit. But yeah, I mean, it looks like yeah. a, it looks like a crypt behind, behind home plate. I really think we need to get, uh, we need to get some, uh, some young, fresh blood in there. I mean, they, they finally, yeah. But can Tower we talk about, there? no, they should put miles tower behind there. Here's the thing, though, and I want to make sure I make this distinction, because when we were talking about the gatekeeping and the Emily from Doylestown thing, it's like there's nothing to prevent like a mongrel who won the lottery from turning around and selling his tickets for like ten thousand dollars at the same All time. Sure. Yeah. Now, they probably wouldn't. But what we're really talking about here more than anything is capitalism. Right. You know, as Bob slides across the uh, out of the screen, <laughs> I'm sure. But that's what oh, it is. Adam, it's, not, it's, not, it's like you could you could like the heart of all of this is like the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if this is how we're going to sell tickets and this is how we make it available to people, like these these things are inevitabilities, whether we now like it or not. Klein here during June when they or July when they got uh, swept by the Cubs. Well, that's what I'm point. That's my point exactly. You know, and I'm not like one of the gatekeeper types because look, it's not like any of us were like super into the the Phillies over the last ten years. Like, you know, we had these discussions with Bob in the summer where Bob was like. Like, I don't buy the fact that, like, this team sucks. It seems pretty good, you know? So we were wondering why. Like, we kind of ruled that out as a thing. But I'll give you this, like, quick example. One of the things that they do in Europe in order to, like, not price out the mongrels is that they put a freeze on, like, season tickets. So if you're watching, like, pick a European soccer team, like Bayern Munich or something, like, they'll have premium seats where you can pay any amount of money for. But then, like, there's a whole – there's entire sections that they have where they keep those at, like – 20 euros a ticket you know so i think but what i'm saying here really is that matter, we need a right? like how much does it really matter between game three and game four like it's not like the the, the the fans that were crazy in game three got outpriced in game four right like that makes sense um yeah. i don't know well i think i think my pre-sale tickets only let us get game three so i wasn't okay. able to get game four or five okay. so maybe Maybe I was like a couple guys who had like the Sunday package or the 15 game package, you know, not really the rich guys, but like, you know, enough that you can afford it okay. still, yeah. you know, got a little bit of uh, I can still, you know, I don't have arthritis in my elbow yet where I can't wave my uh, my towel around anymore. You know, standing up and standing down doesn't really hurt the knees like it hurts some of the uh, the olds behind the behind the home plate. 
Yeah. Um, Good point by Philly fan there, by the way. Uh, Klein, he says Klein doesn't go to Flyers games because he's currently suing them. Well, I mean, that's true. I don't, I don't think that would preclude him to, from <laughs> from going to a game if he wanted to. But, uh, yes, he is representing uh, Jim McCrossin and Sal Rafa in their, their lawsuit. So you they, can, have you retained, also, they have retained Klein Inspector. You could also just scale the fence like those two kids did yesterday <laughs> and get in for free this is a great thing i'm currently arguing with somebody on twitter right now because he says the media is desperate for content i'm like dude it's the world series and the eagles are seven and now i assure you that nobody's desperate for content. there is content like oozing out of philadelphia pores right now right i mean like how many viral we had so many viral videos come out of game three that i just listed 10 of them on a friggin post right they all the, uh, in individual What's that complaint in reference to? What are we what are we grasping at here? Oh, I don't even want to get into this. It's the Angelo's story, the Angelo's pizza story. Okay. Which I've got a problem with the Inquirer and how the Inquirer went after NBC Sports Philadelphia, but I need to refine that take before I deliver it. Look okay. at you. I've got a little bit of a problem with how the Inquirer went about that. Yeah. Kind of are coming you- in, kind of coming in on the tail end and like chastising everybody else. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate any? Let me think about it, and then maybe at the end of the show, if I'm ready, I'll deliver it. (laughs) Can we get the video? By the way, can we pull up the video of the the uh, women fighting in the bathroom? Do we have that readily available? Craig, it's on. It's on the Twitter. Uh, Kev, you should be just so proud of the one girl in the Schmidt jersey. Just a beautiful rear naked choke to start it off. Yeah, she tried to take the back. I think I saw a couple underhooks there trying to Yeah. Get and then yeah. for the the girl in the white to just reverse it? Yes, look at this. Now she's trying to get the leg over. Once you clear the leg and you got full mount, <laughs> she should drop the phone. Look, she's got her phone in her hand. You got to yeah, drop. They both had their phones in their hand. So here we go. So here you got a rear naked choke right here. Yeah. Uh by Schmitty. Yeah. Uh, white so she, reverses it. Yeah. A good reversal. You got to get the legs over top and then you know, see she's in side control right now. Ed, but a she's, great overhand right with the phone the left the leg. Yeah, see how she kicked her left leg out there she gets full mount now she's got to drop the phone and just drop vicious ground and pound <laughs> drop everything you got to throw elbows down oh, so many characters from- you got you got the guy that's peering into the into the girl's room you got the woman sitting on, or standing on the uh the toilet right there this yeah. girl goes iverson step over both no, of no. them <laughs> She's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Oh my Schmidt god. Now, top, yeah. Kyle, have you reached out uh to uh see if you could get the backstory on this, or is that something no. you're working on right I now? I just don't think I care enough to. Um <laughs> I, I, I think this city is eating itself right now. Like this city, like if you go on Craig, you could take that off. Uh if you go on Twitter, if you go on social media, like I'm talking to my friends and I'm like our fucking Slack channel, like I'm ready to just jump down someone's throat. Like I'm I'm fucking chomping at the bit. Like I'm I lot last night pissed off a lot of people. Look what you did, Aaron Nola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, I, this feels like an Eagles. It feels like an Eagles bad Monday loss. I, I do feel that you have a little hate in your heart, like your text message at 1 a.m. the other night towards me. Like, I think you have an issue with me because I think it stems from the fact that every time I'm on this show, you you fight this internal fight. You know that I'm good content on the show. But then I, I have all this editorial say and request when you try to take my comments out of context and blast them all over Twitter. I mean, I, yeah, that, because- that, 
I know that's pissing you off, and I yeah. know that you're holding that against me. But I mean, if I wanted to work for NBC Sports, I'd work for NBC Sports. If I had to get editorial uh, video uh, direction every time I uh, I post something. Uh, Here's yeah. the real question: When are Russ and Anthony going to kill each other? Uh, <laughs> like, when is this going to boil over to just like poking each other a little bit until somebody says "fuck you"? Like, yeah, I kind of get the sense that they don't particularly like each other. Yeah. No, Ant. No, Ant said he 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 sees him as a brother, and then, uh, and then Russ quote tweeted saying, "Well, that's one of us." So that's when I thought it was going to get a little hairy, but no. I guess it didn't. Yeah, I well, I mean, I mean, Anthony always like comes at him with the, uh, you know, just the like the youngster, like he he sons him, you know, like he's basically saying, "Son, you don't know what you're talking about." Like he basically he basically puts him in a headlock and gives him a noogie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's a little brother. Flick him off, like yeah, flick, yeah. Flick, flick him off, like yeah. like he's like he's a little gnat. Yeah, like it's the Ooh. FBI on ECW. Yeah. How funny would it be if? if Aaron Nola was the cause of one of the best flyers podcasts breaking up, like where, where, where are you Bundy in this situation? Bundy's just trying to yeah. mind his own business, watch a couple of Phillies games, maybe a flyers game yesterday. Yeah. And he's just seeing two of his 66% of his podcast just going out down each other's throats the whole time. Yeah. Snow, the goalie uh, is no more. There was an internal conflict among the two of the hosts. Is is broad write that? Do we write that story? Uh, I think you have to break that story. We have to It'd be like the inquirer when they asked the temple temple to do the study on how racist they are and then they had to write about it we are so racist it would be you i would i would have to write that story you know just in the interest of of you know objectivity what are you saying bob i think if you look at that tweet it's an interesting tweet because i think it actually sort of encapsulates the the argument about aaron nola like you have russ out there thirsty as hell for philly's interaction he leaves in he leaves in shame. In shame. Oh, it's like remember remember when Bob Costas when it was the uh it was yeah, the Chicago Cubs asking a dead relative for forgiveness. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would be he would be disgraced. It would be yeah. Rush Rush Joy and Kyrie Irving both disgraced <laughs> in the, in the But in Russ's defense, though I thought that there was a little bit of hyperbole in play there. Yeah. Um Anthony did this whole like Aaron Nola is the you know greatest pitcher of all time thing, and we've yeah. gone about it back and forth in Slack, and he wrote a piece, and people have just been waiting to pounce on him, and this oh, was yeah. a pretty good time to do it. So and his when he wrote that story originally, I monitored the cesspool <laughs> shithole Facebook comments <laughs> on that story, and they were very negative. They most people disagreed with Anthony, a lot of LOLs and a lot of like emojis and stuff like that, you know? And of course that one guy probably accused me of being a lib again, for like the 1000th <laughs> time. It's one guy on Facebook, no matter what we write, I could just write like Aaron Nola pitched five innings today and he would respond and say, you're a fucking liberal. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, but yes, they were very negative. They were very negative. And like a lot of people were, uh, you know, were anti uh, that take. Yes. When, when you guys are down there, are you sitting next to each other? Anthony and uh, myself, yes, yeah. yes. We do. You yeah. just awkwardly look at him every time Nola like gives up a hit or. No, like, I, mean, like... I get it. Like Aaron Nola's a good pitcher, but I, you know, I've I've obviously disagreed with him, and I, he said last night. I mean, in fairness, he he said, yeah, it wasn't this wasn't great. I think the idea though that like he was just the, he was horrible. I think is probably a little bit much, but I mean, I think Anthony's reasonable enough. The, the problem is he's dug in a little bit, and so he's he's gonna he's gonna die on the hill. Uh, is, he on the pay- just- is, he on, is he on Aaron Nola's payroll by any chance? 
<laughs> He's the hype man. Um, it's funny though, Kevin, what you just talked about with the Facebook comments, it reminds me of the, uh, the Brandon Lee Galton. It's like his pin tweet. It's like guide how to comment on internet articles. One, read the headline optional Two, do not read the article three, start typing your comment, start typing your comment. Yeah. And like, that was me today. Like, so the headline says, you know, uh, observations, um, no hitter doesn't absolve Nola of blame for game four loss. I think it was yeah. the title. But if you read the article, I'm like, yeah, like, listen, there's a lot of different blame to go around. It's just that, it, you know, you got to look at this. He really, he heard him last night, regardless or independent of what the offensive output was. And I thought, as you read, it was pretty balanced. I took both sides. I like looked into them and people are like, move on to game five. <laughs> Turn the page. Stop being negative. Yeah, like, stop. Stop it. That's my favorite. Stop it. Yeah. Do, I'm gonna do, do a listicle. I'm gonna do a listicle with the ten dumbest responses we get on social media outside. Number one would be stop it. Like if you, <laughs> as, if you as read, if like we inf- we influence the how the Phillies play or something. You know? If you read that article, like the only re- the only response or pushback I would I would say might be legit is like take a stand. Like I I was a little bit too down the middle, maybe. But this whole idea, like these people. It's you're all wondering, corny shit. It's corny shit. I was arguing with a sandwich the other day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. If you won. You won. Yeah. I did win. So at the end of the day, who's like, who's the real winner here? Yeah. Top five sandwiches that Bob is going to defeat in arguments coming up. A Reuben, a meatball sub. Club. A BLT. Yeah. See, here's my favorite Facebook like response. When there's the post there, there's also a blurb that has like a little bit of the story in it. I take it from whatever part of the story that I think is relevant. They read that and they think like that's the that's the story or that's like the whole story. And they say, "Well, don't forget about this." I'm like, "No shit, man! Like that's that's only a snippet." In the story, yeah. Like this is. I literally literally wrote the point that you're arguing back to me about. I know. I know a lot of a lot of the journalism business. I wouldn't even say the journal. Well, yeah. I mean, in the journal, the greater journalism business, like you could really sum it up perfectly by saying like you can you can lead the horse to the water, right? But can't make it drink could you imagine if we ever we actually did news that mattered like we actually like wrote for the new york times or like yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine journal. how they imagine how they feel when people don't get their shit they're actually trying to do something real we're, we're just right about if like if, if we write about if wawa jinxed the phillies yesterday yeah yeah people are like stop it, <laughs> stop it. That's yeah. you know obviously, what we have to do wawa didn't jinx the phillies obviously. Yeah, obviously um i what we should do we joked about this in slack but now that the maestro is departing like here's a funny thing because Half the people on Facebook still think that Kyle is running the site. Kyle hasn't yeah. been running the site for like three years now, yeah. right? So I think we have to do an FAQ on the site explaining what Crossing Broad is. Because people don't get the like the satirical, sardonic, snarky kind of thing. They're like, what kind of journalism is this? I'm like, well, it's not It's not journalism, really. That's the whole point, you know? So, I, But uh, people obviously are unaware of this. So I think we got to do an FAQ and pin it to the top of the uh yeah i mean i was doing a i was doing a beer luge out of a of a lissio's bakery hoagie roll the other day so we should just put that on the frequently asked questions like is this the same kyle that used to run the site yeah no is the bearded guy kyle scott no that's the other thing they don't know that they don't know which Kyle. yeah i always have to specify which kyle you know i'm like i'm like kyle's not involved with the site anymore what do you mean i just read a bunch of his stories like no that's the other kyle like yeah so it's obviously davis's kid kyle I think people have to kind of, yeah, 
I think people kind of have to understand, like you said, like there's a level of snark, right? There's a yeah. level of expectation of what you're going to get when you come to the website. Yeah. If you're not going to open up a Crossing Broad article and get, it was precisely 8.23 p.m., <laughs> yeah. the twilight of Citizens Bank Park's- Oh, well, you the, might the, get one for man. The twinkle of the floodlights at Citizens Bank Park <laughs> dawned on Bryce Harper's Victus bat. And with one majestic swing, like- uh, But people fun about it. Here's the fundamental thing, like, people just don't know what they're reading or who they're reading. And I would say that like, there's blame to be passed around. We should do everything we can in our power to let people know what they actually, they actually are reading. Bigger bylines, bigger photos up top. Let's, let's, you know, yeah. Maybe a huge disclaimer at the top. This story is not serious. It's a fun snarky ass. Kyle disclaimer, Kyle Laskowski or Kyle Scott does not live here. <laughs> he does not work here anymore. You just pin that to the top. Yeah, the maestro is no longer here. You know, everybody keeps emailing him all this. Here stuff. you go. If, forward be anything. If no one asks about Kyle Scott for six straight months, we'll bring back the comment section. Yeah, how about that? How about that. I, well, that's my other favorite thing too. When I get I get emails from people and say, "Oh, I love the comments." I'm like, the comments have been turned off for almost five years at this point. You know. Dude. <laughs> what, uh, what are we even re- reading here what are we doing you know and at the same time crossing broad site traffic is at an all-time high so i you know people don't know what they're reading but it seems to work so, so we should reward everybody by bringing back the comment section imagine what the what the what the site traffic would be then <laughs> yeah imagine, um, right yeah imagine if jillian mealy's butthole came back bleached asshole <laughs> i used to have to waste so much time every day just like uh filtering out all the racist shit out of there i'm like what is this like what am i even doing here you know can i can i ask you guys something because um uh astros fan came at me in in my uh mentions on twitter the other day and they brought back a popular criticism that was was frequently used on the message boards of crossing broad Mm -hmm. it had to do with my hairline now i got my hair cut yesterday right yeah yeah full disclosure 37 years old here i am right like top down yeah is that is that is that enhanced medicinally any or no not? like not a lot of gray pretty full i'd say i got a little calic in the back right now yeah but i can see like maybe up here up no, here i think maybe. it's a pretty strong hairline I it's think not I got yeah. hair. like i think i yeah. look good for 37 so like I, yeah come on. it's not pronounced it's not pronounced like who's that that dude who was trump's advisor uh Stephen Miller, he had the whole thing that went back up. up here, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you know? I don't know why I thought of him first. You're I was hang, trying to you're think hanging on pretty good. You're hanging yeah, on pretty good. I, was, I would give you, I'll give you a top consider, five hairline at Crossing Broad. When you consider, thank you. When you consider how poorly I eat and how much alcohol I drink, I think I look great for 37. <laughs> I thought I was scared there for a minute because when you said like long standing complaint about Crossing Broad, I thought you were going to the upskirt photos no, there for a minute. No. I was like, oh shit, how do I explain that? You know, no. so. <laughs> Craig, when you get a chance, bi- that's another bygone relic of the maestro era. You know, Craig, when you get a chance, bring up Kevin Kincaid's fourth Google image, um, and we'll uh, then we could talk more about hairlines and and the way we all look. Okay. Um, Do I know which photo this is? I we think u- I- we used it the other. We used it for a YouTube thing, and I oh. a YouTube thing. And oh, I've never yeah. seen this before, but it looks like you yeah. build bombs on your off day. I don't know why this ranked so highly. Yeah, it was like an Instagram post, I think. I drove I drove to, so this is actually a funny story. I'll I'll talk it I'll talk over it while Craig pulls it up. I went to uh, yeah, there I am. Yeah. 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 Look at that background. Look at that sky. That's greater. It looks like you, it looks like you just bombed something. It looks yeah, like, 
Yeah. So here's here's the here's the background here. When I moved into my new house, there was a bunch of scrap metal and shit just like laying around on the property for some reason. So I threw it all in my truck and I took it to the scrapyard and they gave me like nine dollars for it. And then as I was exiting the scrapyard, I ran over a nail and punctured my tire and I had to pay like one hundred fifty dollars to get it all fixed. So I ended up with like net. 100 minus 141 dollars on that uh scrap you look like you look like a real right-wing guy from boyertown i do yeah yeah i look like uh i don't make bob any more uncomfortable so i I won't (laughs) respond to that but yeah (laughs) well when craig pulled that out that was fucking hilarious uh bobby what do you we should probably get it back to sports sometime during this uh quote-unquote sports show um what do you think about the no hitter the asterisk on the no hitter i mean it was really something i guess i I, I don't like the no hitter i don't like the combined no hitter if if he if if javier went the distance um i would have you know you would have almost said wow like I, i saw history i think the combined element of it is just something that's pretty pretty inconsequential i mean i guess if the phillies did it and i mean if the phillies threw a combined hitter no hitter last night i don't think that would be the story it'd just be that they had a 3-1 series lead yeah yeah Yeah. does nothing for me like i I mean i got to witness history last night as a baseball writer (laughs) you're not gonna tell your kids about this one day um so but that that it's interesting, though, because like I, you look at it and you break it down and there's some other alternate angles and everything. I don't know if we have video of it, Craig. Sorry if I didn't get it to you. But like that ball bounces over the base in fair territory. Yeah. So that was something uh, we, we I think we both retweeted or put out there today. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like, listen, I saw a lot of people say, like, it's crying over spilled milk. It was foul. It was fair. There was an argument. It wouldn't have changed the game anyway. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, which it could have absolutely changed the game. If Kyle Schwerber hits a double there, Brandon Marsh is probably standing on third base. Potentially yeah. scoring. That ball was going to kick score. off. Yeah. I mean, it kicked off. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to – you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to sit here and say that that umpire blew the call. Like, that's a, a bang-bang play. I think he got it right. I he may not have. I mean, it's pretty inconclusive. The the rule is really weird where it's like if the ball hits before the ump, you're not allowed to challenge it on the MLB reviews. But if it hits further down the line after the ump, then you're allowed to challenge right. it. So they weren't even allowed to challenge it the Phillies. That's a weird yeah, like I don't think that this is like a balloon call that cost the Phillies a game for no. win or anything like that. But yeah, I mean it was a you huge know, maybe the bank gets into it. Maybe maybe Javier's a little, you know, rattled a little bit. We don't know. I mean Hoskins probably strikes out, but uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry, couldn't go a show without getting a Hoskins barb in there. The coolest Hoskins right now is Jamie in in, in the household. I mean, she's just buying beers for, for everybody. Uh she bought a hundred last night, fifty in game three. I mean, that's like Fourteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars of beer. So shout out to. to What's the, so why do I have people saying like uh, there's supposed to be a limit on how much you can buy at the stadium? Uh, you can only buy two at the stadium. We ran into that. We had four guys there on on Wednesday, so we had to go in in, in groups of twos to go get beers and stuff. So why the, is, uh, how is she able to just buy a whole thing for everybody? Because she's Jamie Hoskins and she'll okay. give them six hundred dollars. I think I, I really. They I, just I think, think so. She's like, I'm just buying a bunch for everybody. I'm a I'm. 
Reese Hoskins' wife. I can like okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! She's Jamie Hoskins. She's her own independent. Oh, woman. for fuck's sake! Yeah, I, I get it. I know, I know, I know. You know. No, I did see some. I yeah. did see some people quote tweet. It was like Zachary Reese Hoskins' Hillier. wife pays for beers. Like she's Jamie Hoskins. Uh, you're right. Um, yes. Well, right. Okay. People don't. By the way, real quick, people don't understand the context of why those things are said because it is you're talking about a Phillies game, right? If I was talking about an Eagles game, I would say Zach Ertz, right? If I was talking about the United States women's soccer team, I'd say Julie Ertz's husband versus Zach Ertz's wife. Like, you get it? You talk about the respective arena that you're currently in. I like that. Anyway. I like that. Right down the middle with you, Kinker. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, Always. What was I going to – I was going to bring up uh, this other – oh, yes. Okay. So, Bob um, is making connections and building bridges here because he shared a post – the other day from Nick's uh, window cleaning and power washing, a uh, guy was looking to exchange services for World Series tickets. Not the same services as Susan Finkelstein 12 years ago, but he wanted to do a power cleaning and washing job in exchange for World Series tickets. So we put this story up on the website. Somebody saw the story on Crossing Broad and they hooked the guy up with tickets. Yeah. Crossing Broad cares. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. We're not just a snarky sports blog. We connect people in the Poor Delaware people. Valley. Someone's yeah. getting their house power washed for the next 10 years. And Is yeah. it 10 years? Someone's going to a Phillies game tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's he actually, said, 10 years. Yeah. And it was cool. He, he reached out to me, uh, I guess, because I had the tweet up. I didn't do the story. You did. Yeah, but... you didn't do the story. I wish you would have wished out to uh, reach out to me. He can come well, just do my he could do the he can do the floor of my apartment. <laughs> you, ever, you ever do some power washing, Pagan? No, it doesn't seem fun. It takes a while. It's, it actually takes a while to do. It's I mean, like you know, it's not like you just spray a bunch of shit with a hose, right? You got like gratifying though. Yeah, it's it gratifying. Is. It takes a while though. I mean, you got to get like every square inch. You know, it's not just like oh, I'm gonna get the house wet. You know, like you got to get in there. You know, you got to get the right nozzle. You're gonna get 25 degrees. You're gonna get 40 degrees. You know, you're gonna get the straight on. You know. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, uh, this guy was really cool. So when he reached out, he said, yo, I want to come do your windows and power wash your house for free. Thank you. Oh. And uh, I, um, I, probably, you- I probably won't take him up on that. Why? It's an awesome offer. I don't know. I mean, it, it, nice thing to do. Like, I don't I don't need to get my house power washed because I sent out a tweet, you know. But this is the line of work you're in. You get to go to games for free. You get to write about Aaron Nola. You get to write about all these things. You get to go to the World Series games. Sometimes you get your 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 house cleaned. Power washed. Yeah, sometimes you get your house power washed. You know, yeah. some people, take, they go to the coffee shops and they get free coffee sometimes. People have been using their notoriety for years, Bob. Don't. It's true. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where we're at in the, we'll see where we're at in the spring. Oh, I yeah. do. I do want to ask, since there were two games that happened since we did the show last, um, what side of the McCullers pitch tipping spectrum are you on? Uh, I was on the, he had very predictable tendencies and that the Phillies studied those tendencies and they were able to exploit them. Okay. I don't believe that he was tipping his pitches. Um, I, I saw Pedro Martinez talk about it. Like something people have to understand, like Pedro Martinez knows a hell of a lot more than, than I do. Right. Um, and a lot of writers, I mean, a guy's a hall of fame pitcher, but he doesn't know in that instance, what's really going on. He can only speculate. And so his guess is based on the hand placement and the kick that, oh yeah, you know, they were able to pick up on it. The Phillies aren't going to give give that up. Did they know what was coming because of where he was at? I really don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think that they just knew what his tendencies were and they were able to exploit him. 
So did you guys see, well, okay, so here's the background, right? The Angelo's thing and the Mike's thing is interesting because. Um, You've had your time to think about it? Yeah, so I've had my time to think about it, but I need to give people background here so they understand what I'm talking about. So like we all had a lot of fun with this because uh, the guy, I guess, is it Dave who runs uh, Angelo's went on Instagram and said something like the Astro. Um, if you think I'm going to cook for the Astros, I think it's Danny. Uh, is it Danny? Da- okay, or, I'm sorry. Double D. Um, what, what did he say verbatim in that first Instagram? It was just like an Instagram story, right? And he said like, if you yeah. think I'm going to cook for the Astros, you're crazy or something. Yeah, like you're crazy. We said no to them, right? Yes. That was that the verbatim. Okay, so I think I have it right. And so like it was funny. Like okay, they're not going to cater the Astros or whatever. I mean, at, at face value, at surface level, it seemed like pretty obvious that like okay, he's, he doesn't want anything to do with them, right? And so a bunch of people did the story. We shared the Instagram and whatever. I think it was his cousin was posting things on Twitter saying like, you know, they were getting bomb threats and people were giving them one star Yelp reviews. And I think where it went off the rails, honestly, is like all these national outlets started to pick it up because they were calling calling them out saying like they were being shitty for not serving like the Astros or Houston fans or whatever. And the whole thing got kind of out of control. But like they came back around later and specified like um I think I think he said that like they were going to be closed at that point. Yeah, they close right. at seven, and half yeah. the time they run out of bread and dough and all this shit. Like they they're basically like, yeah. we will sell pizzas until we have no more pizzas. So some yeah. days they close at yeah. four, other days they close at seven. Sometimes they just don't even have the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. But of course he didn't say that. Nobody said that in the original post, right? So and then all these bad reviews start coming in, and then the story starts to blow up, and then the inquirer comes back. Re- the inquirer reaches out to him. Um, and gets like quotes from them or whatever, like clarifying what they were talking about. But they left the original thing hang and kind of like it started this whole, you know, crazy blow up because there was vagueness in how it was originally presented. You know what I mean? I mean, we didn't do much with it. We did like two stories that were just kind of short or whatever. But NBC Sports Philadelphia did a big, longer thing, like explaining what was going on or whatever. So the Inquirer came back and hammered. NBC Sports Philadelphia for <laughs> I called the story fake news and was like naming the writer and like crushing the writer or whatever. I was like, well, I think it's like a little bit much here. I mean, it's not I don't I don't know if they were getting like what the, the like the 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 facts or what the real story was or whatever. But the story like we there was just more of the story that came out because I think they were they were vague and originally saying like why why the, the order was not fulfilled or why they weren't going to cater for the Astros or whatever. So. I don't know. It seemed like it was I thought I thought it was a little corny for them to hammer NBC Sports Philadelphia specifically because there's like a ton of outlets that were running with it. Like the New York Post ran some shit on it, you know? Yeah. Like, why, but did, why did the inquiry go after like like the national outlets too? You know, you know what I mean? I don't know. Here goes the big bad inquiry trying to dunk on NBC Sports Philly. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It was a little weird. It was like the food writer. It was like the food writer for the inquiry. Well, NBC Sports Philadelphia got it wrong. I'm like, well, there was like a million people that ran with it, you know? Yeah, but that, so, here's that what LeBon or LeBan. Is that who that is? No, it was uh, Mike, uh, Michael Klein. I um, think his name is. Yeah. Um, here, yeah here's the, the thing, though. The, the if, guy, I'm sorry. He's the owner or whatever. Yeah. If, if, I'm, if I'm putting out that Instagram story yeah. to my 90,000 followers and that's all the context I give. Yeah, I'm thinking like that. You refuse to <laughs> well, I mean, cater to the Astros. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. anybody who has half a brain yeah. looks yeah. at that and like, yeah, they probably refuse to cater to the Astros. Now all of a sudden, yeah. I don't know if because the one star reviews started spooking them, the bomb threats. This dude, I was watching his story yeah. too, where he was like, this one dude just kept calling in and talking about sodomy to like 19 year old girls who were like yeah. taking calls yeah. and stuff for the for the pizza shop, and like 
So I don't know if that all kind of caught up to everything. And he was like, all right, listen, I got to reach out to the news and stuff and, and yeah. do all the shit to kind of paint yeah. the better picture. Because he did, uh, I think Maggie Kent from ABC6 came in. And he goes, are we going to tell the real story now? <laughs> Put that up on his story and stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like, it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where it was like, dude, I don't know, kind of watch your story and was like, I kind of thought you you kind of refused it. It looked like to me that you look like yeah. you kind of refused to cater to the Astros. And yeah, that's what first, it would be the last. That's what he, it also, like um, he also gave a bunch of food to the Steelers, he said. So, yeah, he said he catered for the Steelers, right? Because they just wanted people to know that it's like we're not we don't turn people down because yeah. like I, I don't know they, they, then people start pulling people start going like all all off the plot with this thing it's like yeah, well, people are fucking weird leaving one star reviews taking time out of my day to call fucking uh angelos in in south philadelphia like, what uh, are you yeah. Doing here? yeah yeah i know i mean yeah, like, the thing just got so out of control but the reason it got out of control in the first place was because there was like a there was very little information to go off of i mean like yes of course like we could have called them or mbc sports philadelphia could have called them they did call mike's the other place and asked for a comment and that guy didn't respond to them. But I, I the whole point is that I think it was, I just thought it was corny for the inquiry to go specifically after NBC sports Philadelphia named the right, the writer of that article. And there was like a, like a hundred media outlets who did something on the Angelos story. You know, why are you going after them specifically? You know, MC sports write a rebuttal. Well, they won't because they're corporate and they're, they're informed to not reply to those kinds of things. Like if somebody came at you, if, if the inquiry went after you and said, Kyle Pagan did fake. I welcome the challenge. Like I would fucking rip him a new asshole. Yeah. I mean, like, I would be, I don't even know where their headquarters is anymore. I'd probably go to the old Philly inquiry or stand outside yeah. with a sign until someone came down and met me. And they're like, this is an apartment complex, dude. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like accusing like Angelo's of like, you know, lying or anything that would never do that but i think because there was it was so vague the original thing that that contributed to like you know the national outlets started to pay if it was just like us and like another local outlet that did a fun whatever story about it no big deal and then if they came back and said oh just to clarify like we this is why we did it or whatever okay i get it that wasn't in the original instagram post but i think it was just because it blew up nationally and then they were like having all these people come back at them like that it like intensified the need to come out and say yo this is what this is why you know, we didn't fulfill the catering request or whatever, you know, so. life comes at you fast. One day you're taking shots with Miles Teller going to the World Series. Another day you're, you know, being called every name in the book. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's so stupid with the Yelp reviews and everything. Like who in their right mind goes to like, they've never been to this friggin' place before. Imagine if a place in Houston didn't give the Phillies if I don't, what are they eating? Houston? Shitty barbecue, shitty barbecue. If they didn't give the Phillies shitty barbecue, then we all went to their website and started ripping them. Sounds like something that we would do, actually. Yeah, so. well, I, I would actually, that would be on my docket. Yeah, that, I'd be yeah. Like, I'll take this. But I actually, any, uh, would actually lead, lead the charge. <laughs> well, maybe, but it would just be kind of like a bit. Like we wouldn't really give a shit about like Bob's Barbecue in like Houston, not not feeding the film. Uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't accuse them of like discriminating against Northerners or something like that. You know what I mean? Like the shit that I was reading on there was like, you got to be kidding me, you know? So some of the reviews were funny. One guy was like, I ate here two weeks ago. I've been in the hospital every 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 day since. I thought I just wanted to tell my story. My friend has too. So by the way, there's funny. like. I get like these Google updates or whatever. And apparently there's this one company in Fishtown that I'm the only person who's ever reviewed them on Google or whatever. So everybody apparently sees that one review and it's I, like once per week, I get like your review is making a difference. You know, everybody's looking at this review and I go check their web. I go check their like Google page. Or whatever. I'm like the only person who's reviewed them. Good review, bad review. That was a good review. They did a good job. Yeah. Somebody, uh, a family member, uh, puked all over my truck and I got they cleaned out my truck and got it detailed and everything so I, I gave him a five star 
<laughs> it was a long time ago before kids. So yeah, when people were still drinking and puking, you know. Shout out Kev's wife. Yeah. Um, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> How do we feel about the birds tonight? <laughs> Thursday night football. Did you see this whole thing with uh, they're they're introducing the red uniforms, the Texans and stuff. So everyone's like, wear red tonight. So it's just going to be a bunch of Eagles fans, going to be a bunch of other fans looking like they're supporting the Phillies and the Texans uh, stadium tonight. So typical Texans. How you feel, Bob? How you feel about Thursday night football? Are you going to watch five seconds of the game? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I, it's hard to get up for this game. I think because your energy is focused on the World Series. Uh, you know, the Texans are terrible. I, I just don't think it's going to be particularly competitive. Like, I don't even know that they're going to cover the 13 or 13 and a half. This just feels like a game where you never really feel like you're going to lose, sort of like workmanlike, like check the box. Like, I don't know that they're going to blow you away tonight and be like, wow, it was so impressive. But I think it's just another let's move on. You know, the Philly se- – you know what will happen. The Philly series is going to end this weekend, and then NFL Sunday will pass, and then it's going to be – well, the Eagles didn't really look that good last Thursday. What can they do ahead of this next? Like, that's what's going to happen. Like, around Tuesday, it's all going to register, and then we'll start talking about a game that happened four days before. That's what I see. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, like, 23-13 tonight. Like, just a very, like, like a fart, you know? It's kind of a stupid matchup, too, because the only thing that Houston does well or tries to do is at least run the ball, you know? And, like, the Eagles are built schemed to prevent the big pass. You know, so if Jalen Hurts and the offense come out and they go like three and out and three and out and Houston starts chewing clock, that's the only way I could see it becoming iffy. You know, like you don't have Jordan Davis there. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be much of a challenge for him, but it could it could be like an ugly, like low scoring kind of bullshit kind of game, you know, a Seth Joyner game, uh, something to really dig into uh, afterwards. You know, they didn't score 42. Yeah. Is he blitz enough tonight yeah. for Seth Joyner's liking? Is he the blitz enough for Seth Joyner's liking tonight? Yo, is there is there any like is there any part of you that goes the higher you climb, the the further the fall? So like we've all been talking about this sports high of in Philadelphia the last couple of weeks, and we're like, oh man, like Thursday could be one of the greatest days ever. Like it also could be like a, it could be disaster Thursday, right? Icarus like, flying too close to the sun, right? Like so you start to worry, like well, what happens? Like could could this be a night where everything goes wrong? Like I don't oh. think we're I don't think we're in store for that, but Bob, two losses tonight. Oh God. <laughs> I, I might, I might, I might uh, call in sick tomorrow. Yeah. Log off social media until eight, eight Oh three on Saturday night. If, if you get a pair of losses tonight, it'll there be is a high level of variation. Yes. That's a very good point. You know, I mean, you think about the top end of it, the Eagles could go nine and oh, eight. No, I'm sorry. The Eagles could go eight. No, the Phillies could win a title on Saturday. The Union could win a title on Saturday, or the Eagles could lose, the Phillies could lose, and the Union could lose too. Yes, I mean, there's like the it's the crazy like uh, high end and low end of that. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point by you. Hey, Craig, pull up the one bad beat that uh, the DraftKings promotion that they were doing yesterday. Did you guys see this that they were running a a, a, a prop bet on uh, DraftKings uh, where it was 19 and a half was the over under? It was Sixers three pointers. And and Phillies hits, and the Sixers made nineteen three pointers, and since the Phillies were no hit, the under cashed. If if you had the over here, this is probably a a forty eight hour window of where I'm just I'm just not gambling. I'm just that's just real bad because you probably had a bad Sunday, 
You probably tried to make it all back, betting on the Bengals on Monday Night Football, and they get absolutely trounced. And then you're trying to like just see see anything you can right now, see a pitch, get a hit, you know, see something in the win column, and this happens. So, Craig, there's another tweet that I had right there. So when that happens, you lose all that. This is the kind of bets I feel like you're throwing in. Some guy today put a hundred plus, I think it's a hundred and eighty thousand on the Eagles money line to win. 185,000 on the money line bet on the Eagles minus 750 to beat the Texans tonight. Bet would net 24,666. That's I I would like to meet a person with that kind of money. That's a guy that's it. that's a guy that's down big. Like that's not a that's not like a bankroll builder. That's like a I need a win. <laughs> I this is my last That's chance. the guy who bet on the prop bet with a 19 yeah. and a half over under. So you're saying this isn't this isn't a guy who's sitting behind the the Phillies uh home plate. No, this is a guy that, that really needs a win. That's what this is. Now here's the bigger issue. Here's the bigger takeaway here. Somebody in West Virginia has $185,000. Well, that's a, he's a, he's a coal, he's a coal guy. He's, he's, he's like a coal executive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably a big, big oil, big energy, big fossil fuels guy down there in the, in Appalachia. I just, I By the way, the other big story is that. The other big story is that the Sixers hit 19 three-pointers and still lost to the Wizards. Still lost, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Are the Sixers um, bad, or are the Sixers just indifferent? They're uh, indifferent right now, but they don't play defense either. I mean, and then you got the same shit with Doc playing his weird lineups. You know, Montrez Harrell, Paul Reed sitting on the bench. But let's get it back to the Eagles. Um, this is according to Adam Shefty Schefter. He says, Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks will not play tonight. Yeah, uh, he was uh, he has mispracticed for what the team has described as personal reasons. He had hoped to be traded to a playoff contender. So Brandon Cooks is out with trade deadline. Items. I I personally hate this motherfucking team. I'm not playing today. That's the personal reasons. Yeah, yeah. I so a team I that averages it. a team that averages. Let's see here, sixteen point six points per game. Wow, will be down with its best offensive weapon. Could be a could be a long night for the, the Houston. Listen, Texans. if I have to spend more than two minutes on the Eagles game tonight, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm obviously going to have it on my phone, but like, come on, let's just kick yeah, the shit out huge, of them. Huge Eagles fan. Like, I love the Eagles. I've never had less juice for a, a good Eagles team in a regular season game. Like, I'm just like, God, can we just not what, play that game? What, what do you? Th- oh fuck, there was something I wanted to talk. Oh, how do you feel about the whole? It's on WPHL 17, so if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can get it locally, unless. You're Kevin Kincaid, who doesn't have, who has YouTube TV, but PHL 17 is not offered in the package and doesn't have Amazon Prime. Well, that's why I waited to cut the cord because all the union games are on PHL 17. So if you cut the cord and you went to YouTube TV, you, you wouldn't have been able to, you would have had to watch them on the team website or whatever. So, but yes, I, I now either I have to get an Amazon Prime. Uh, log in from somebody in order to watch the game tonight, or I got to do the free trial. So, you know, damn tough damn. times in the Kincaid household. You know, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, the kind of the the, the fathers how they're gonna uh, the old the old folk are gonna navigate today between the Eagles yeah. on Amazon Prime and between the uh, Phils. Um, all right, Bobby, thanks for coming on, bud. Gentlemen, we'll talk soon. Sorry, uh, Kev, you got anything else you want to do? A union minute? Oh, uh, sure, man. Yeah. They're in the minute. They're in the title game. They're in the championship game, man. MLS Cup. They had an amazing come from behind win on Sunday night. You were watching, uh, cheers, man. I, I, dude, I watched the game. First game yeah. I watched all year. 
Yeah. Um, they scored one nothing. Uh, New York did. Damn, they fucking put three goals in. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So cool. I actually yeah. was like, I got hype like off the couch at one point. Yeah, yeah. The crowd was great, man. They sounded great on TV, and like I, you know, they, I was feeling like. Oh shit! Is this another like Philadelphia team favored, like playing at home and gonna choke? Like I had like thoughts of Andy Reid versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in two thousand four. Like surely this is not this is not happening now. But they're fucking resilient, man. They came back and banged in two goals in like two minutes or something, and then they added an insurance goal. Like I, you never see, like you never see a Philadelphia team d- do that in general. You know, I mean they're 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 just like. It's just clicking for this team, man. They went out to LAFC earlier in the year, and they got a 2-2 draw, and they played really well out there. So they're underdogs in this game, but I wouldn't rule it out, man. It's a special yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. If they if they uh, draw again in regulation, do they do 15-minute overtime and then PKs, or is it just overtime until golden goal? They do they do two uh fifteen they do two fifteens like added extra time, and then you get a PKs after that. Yeah, yeah. I, it may come down to that. I don't know, but. uh Hey, good for them, man. I, I just it's funny how that they're they have their best year ever, and the Eagles are like seven and zero, and the Phillies are in the World Series, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, you you could have if you're one of those people who like soccer and baseball, you could have two Philadelphia teams. If the if the Phillies win tonight, you could have two teams win championships on Saturday. How so you feeling? Fucking, fucking incredible, you know. How are you feeling? Are you you know if, if someone's out there like what's the do you know what the line is? Well, soccer lines are a little weird because there's three outcomes, you know, so they're a little lower than they normally would look. I think L.A. was like a minus 140 or something like that, which is OK. You know, would you put union some shackles on the union if uh, if you're a betting man out there? Yeah. Or, you know, you can you can. The good thing about soccer betting is you can do double chance. You can you can take like a like a union win and a draw and put them together or you can do like a, a thing where if they if they win, you get your money. If they draw, you get your money back. Like it, oh, okay. it's called draw no bet. Yeah. So I mean, there's some interesting things to do. Methane says the union are plus two ninety five. Would you be comfortable putting a little shackles on that after it's regulation time, or do you see this one going to overtime? Um, because that's probably a regulation line, right? Yeah, I actually like the over in this game. I don't know what the line is right now, but I like like an over one point five or an over two point five. The t- these teams have played with two two draw and three three draw last this time they played and LA likes to attack, 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 but their defense is just okay. So I honestly, man, this is like, these are the two best teams in MLS. I don't know how often I'd actually be interested in somebody going back and looking this up. How often in all sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever, do you have the two number one seeds from both of the conferences play each other? Like it can't happen that often, right? I don't think so. I feel like the Super Bowl, they usually don't have the two. It's usually the top two seeds always make it to the uh, Super Bowl. And then whoever makes it out of the, other yeah. conferences who it does obviously this year with the uh with the phillies being the last team in um that's not the case but yeah so no it'll be cool i'll, I'll uh yeah maybe i'll tune in but it it's seems like well, a lot of gold, i mean what the fuck? i mean you're sitting there waiting for the look if the phillies win tonight that's they go true. back to houston they go back to houston three to two i mean you're probably chomping at the bit like just like nervous ball of energy on saturday right okay turn the union game on you know i mean that is true why why the hell not you know so yeah they're doing a lot of party down at the stadium now so prediction for tonight phillies i don't know man i don't know i cinder cinder look they hit verlander in game one but i don't don't know if i trust cinder garden you know nine eight phillies nine eight i i think it's gonna be a game to remember 
I think it's going to be like a one run game. I'm not going to give you a score prediction. I think it's going to be like a five to four, a four to three, or like a six to five or something. I don't know. I, I want to feel good about it, but I don't. I, I'm feel kind of nervous about it. No, I mean it's okay to feel nervous. I think a lot of people are feeling nervous. A lot, a lot of tight buttholes. A lot of anxiety in that in that yeah, stadium. A lot, a lot of, of energy tight. in that stadium. Listen, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna bring your kids, tell the wife no. The kids stay home. Bring your good buddy. Bring your buddy that's been there for for you your entire life when you were up, when you were down. Your best friend, maybe a coworker that you like. If you can't drink more than three beers, you're not allowed to be at the stadium tonight. We need some energy today. If yeah, scared, we got a dog. At a boy, yeah. EJM. If you're scared, get a dog. We got to get the mongrels in there. Yeah, house. we need the mongrels. We, we need, need the mongrels. trash can. <laughs> we need we need no che- the guy in my section that had the no cheetahs allowed sign. Yeah. The guy yeah, who yeah. was wearing the uh, Alec Bone Wichita State jersey and stuff, yeah, running yeah. up and down the hall or running up yeah. and down the stairs as he hit the as he hit the uh, yeah. home run. We need that kind of energy tonight, CBP. Yeah. And I think. I don't know. I feel like when when the Phillies are back into the corner, when Philly fans are back into the corner, they're just going to scratch, claw, bite, do whatever they got to do to win. So hopefully that team's just like that. So that's the uh, that's the broadcast. Thanks to everybody. Hey, thanks to thanks to I almost said Dave, but Dave's not behind the ones and twos. We got Craig behind the ones and twos today. Thank you, Craig. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Kevin Kincaid. Thank you to Bob Wankel for coming on. The next time we talk to you, we'll be planning the motherfucking parade for the Phillies and. <laughs> for the Philadelphia Union. Oh man, I can't handle it. You heard Jinx. it here first, Jinx.